1: This episode of the Cult Popsha podcast was brought to you by our Patreon. If you want to tell us which films we should watch, get up to two extra exclusive podcasts a month, give us something to talk about in the post-credits scene at the end of each episode, or join us for our monthly movie club Zoom call where we discuss a film together, then please consider joining the cult and donating at www.patreon.com. <laughs>
2: We've just watched Borat 2 and and we were and talking oh my about God, Borat. Get
1: ready. Like <laughs> fourteen years I've been holding on to this Borat impression. <laughs> and now it's released upon the world once again.
2: We were we were talking about Borat 2 before we started recording, and then it was like, all right, time to talk about Halloween town. And I started recording and it's like I kind of want to keep talking about borat too, but all right, mm. look, we can we can hold that off for another podcast, maybe yeah. because this—that's not what the people are here for. Mm. What are the people here for, Richard?
1: Uh, the people are here are here to hear us talk about borat.
2: Nah.
1: <laughs> <laughs> uh. <laughs> I was saying before about the great the. The great thing about Borat, and I think part of the longevity of it, is that you can't do a bad impression because a bad impression is still really funny. And like, mm. like Borat already is a bad impression.
2: Mm, very good point.
1: And so th- there's no Borat impression you can do that's would be considered a bad impression. It's just all. It's always funny. All
2: Borat impressions are equal.
1: Yeah. Uh, no, but we are here to talk about Halloween Town. This is a film franchise, Fortnite. So, if you're joining us for the first time, uh, this is a series. We don't normally talk about boring at the start, um, but we watch a different film franchise every two weeks. Uh, sometimes randomly chosen, and sometimes uh, chosen by our Patreon, where if you donate one dollar a month, you can uh suggest franchises for us to to watch um but yeah this was chosen randomly we had a smaller list um of like just just spooky related franchises i was gonna say horror franchises but then you'd be like why are they watching halloween town
2: and blade Um, (laughs) (laughs) this is the least spooky spooktober we've done (laughs) it's
1: great i i prefer doing things that are like tangentially related i do um, than just doing you know some like I mean it's I, I do like doing those big horror franchises but if it was like every October we, we like and we only do them then um
2: well we don't do we we just restrict yeah. it to, it's less a it's less a restriction on the rest of the year and more a restriction on October
1: yeah um but yeah we halloween town was was randomly chosen from that list uh which is yeah I mean you know I don't I was padding for time as you got your coffee from behind you um
2: okay so I was sitting at my desk and I was like, I can smell my coffee, but where did I put it? <laughs> yeah. And then I was like, and so I was like, all right, I'll just leave and go get it. Um, and Richard and I was pad, like,
1: it's behind you. <laughs> and you're like, here?
2: <laughs> and I'm like, no. <laughs> <laughs> all right. I'm in a giggly mood, which is good. It's good to be in a giggly mood, Richard. Yeah. It is good especially for a podcast that requires you to be silly and entertaining. I just clicked out of the wrong thing.
1: Whenever we have people guest star on the podcast, we're like you have to be silly and entertaining. If and they not- go, you know what? That's too much. That's too big of an ask. Every time they've all said that.
2: Ah <laughs> oh, fuck, I clicked out of the wrong thing. I'm an, I'm a shambles today, Richard. Oh my
1: god, you been like AJ. <laughs> when it's been almost 4 years. No, it's been over 4 years we've been doing this podcast now. Yes. And I would have thought that you would have been able to keep your silliness in check. Because yeah. obviously you're obviously a little bit of silliness is required, but shutting out of the wrong thing, yeah. you, I, you went too far.
2: Do you know, I hadn't shut out of it. I'd opened it in another window and didn't see the window. And then I opened it in the first window. And then it was like, there are two people on this document. And I was like, what? Oh, it's me. Oh, wow. <laughs> All right, the Halloween franchise. Sorry. Oh, fuck. AJ, <laughs> fuck it, <at hell>. <laughs> The Halloween. God, take a sip of
1: your coffee, caffeinate right, yourself. Sorry,
2: sorry.
1: You're obviously sleep deprived. Well,
2: you and I were still out.
1: messaging at like three in the morning.
2: <laughs> um, a flatmate moved out this morning and left at about 8am and bought a two-year-old child in to help them do it so i was how much um, fucking
1: help are they gonna be
2: <laughs> not none actually they actually bring a new challenge a new fun <laughs> challenge to moving out it's like the and physical that- challenge on um <laughs> <when> it's like
1: <laughs> you can move out with the added there's a hmm. double deer 2000 reference yeah i don't know if that was very clear
2: that's good so it's
1: quite a leap to expect you to make well
2: speaking of nickelodeon um let's change channels from channel 41 to channel 40 on sky new zealand television to get to disney channel i think i i i, think. I, th-
1: I from memory it would have been nickelodeon would have been 42 because i think Cartoon network was in between
2: the two yes but i said okay so i got nickelodeon wrong but i got disney channel wrong i yeah. mean right Okay, so Disney Channel. We're on Disney Channel. It's 1998 and we're watching um the Halloween Town franchise, which I know the sequels don't come out for years to come. Let's leave the metaphor behind and talk about this. Mm. So
1: And also you wouldn't be allowed to because of the the anti kind of the 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 pagan rituals.
2: Oh, I actually had seen Halloween Town 1 before. Oh. But let's get to that later. The Halloween Town franchise is a series of four Disney Channel original movies, or... What else do we call them? DCOMs. Which focus on the adventures of Marnie Piper, her younger brother Dylan, her younger sister Sophie, her mother Gwen, and her grandmother Aggie Cromwell. Marnie discovers upon her 13th Halloween that she and the rest of the women in her family are witches hailing from the titular magical dimension of Halloween Town which Marnie and her family visit and save from the brink of cataclysm throughout the series uh, the Halloween Town series spanned 1998 to 2006 and consisted of Halloween Town Halloween Town 2, Calabar's Revenge Halloween Town High and Return to Halloween Town the series stars almost nobody notable or famous except for debbie reynolds is aggie which kind of bums me out because the only thing i know about her is that she's carrie fisher's mum, and that she died after carrie fisher died like a day later and that was really sad that's one of the saddest things that's ever happened
1: it was literally the following day
2: yeah that was so sad and i didn't actually realize that's who debbie reynolds was till i was researching and i was like oh (laughs) so yeah she's starting um, on a bummer singing of
1: the rain as well
2: Mm. like Mm. she's done quite a few Big yep. uh big boys. Big boys. So Halloween Town, nineteen ninety-eight, was directed by Dwayne Dunham, who is also the director of Homeward Bound, uh, The Little Giants, and several other DCOMs like The Thirteenth Year and Double Teamed, which is the name of a child's movie. <laughs> I think it's about I think it's about like lacrosse or something. Um, let us know in the comments the comments of the did episode. you also
1: know what um what else dwayne dunham is is
2: known for well tell me
1: uh he's like assistant editor on uh, apocalypse now star wars <laughs> uh he edited what? return of the jedi and blue velvet um wow <laughs> and fright a night storied part two. career um yeah he's apparently known for his work with um david lynch and um george lucas um editing both return of the jedi and blue velvet and he won a primetime emmy award for uh editing two episodes of um uh oh sorry he edited two episodes of twin peaks but he won a primetime emmy for um uh, directing an episode
2: i did actually see that but i didn't write it down because i just forgot um but yes very interesting directors all of the for return. all four yeah. All four films here. Um, so that's wow. Dwayne Dunham who uh, and like make no mistake, Halloween Town, she has almost no connective DNA with Twin Peaks or <laughs> Star Wars. Or War Return or of the Jedi. Um <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> uh, but what do you think it has on Rotten Tomatoes? Uh forty eight. It actually has eighty percent on Rotten Tomatoes, which is maybe the highest I've seen a movie this bad game is it
1: from just five reviews
2: <laughs> yes it's from five reviews it is but that's still is it actually that's still its legacy oh, well. you know that's still what's written on record yeah right? yeah um but it has 72 percent audience score which will be more relevant when it comes to comparing <laughs> these yeah. films as we go through them uh what is halloween town about
1: um so i mean you kind of like in explaining the overall plot of the series you kind yeah. of just explain the plot of the first film Mm -hmm. Uh, where it's like yeah our our main uh, trio um, or Marnie Piper and her um, brother Dylan and Sophie and her sister Sophie um, they're like not really allowed to celebrate Halloween uh, and then their grandma Debbie Reynolds shows up uh, and then they discover that they actually come from this like family of witches um, and she uh and then they yeah they go to the fictional town of of Halloween town where essentially like the the goblins and ghouls that that we in the mortal realm dress up as for Halloween uh actually exist over there mm. um and they kind of you know make fun of of humans
2: yes and, uh, and, and then it's Halloween every day
1: <laughs> yeah and time moves differently there as well but it's mm. yeah it's so it's the um fucking you know what do you call the halloween town's threatened and it's up to our trio of heroes to save the day
2: yeah the this the town mayor is named calabar who ends up being the villain um who is turning everyone into like angry zombies uh because plot twist he's in love with marnie's mum aren't we all from when they were kids and and she rejected him and so he's taking his rage out which is um Not as relevant as I think it wanted to be (laughs) these days in 1998, but there you go. Uh, What did you think of the film?
1: Uh, I did not like it. Um, No? No, I did not like it on a boat. I did not like it with a goat. With a goat? Yeah. Shaved my beard into a goatee and watched the film, and I was like, now I'll like it, and I didn't. (laughs) Yeah, it's... (sighs) After watching it, I was like, because a lot of people on our Discord and people have been commenting and stuff, being like, "Oh my god, yes, can't wait for you to cover Halloween Town socks." I'd to hear what you have to say. And uh, know I have no nostalgia for this franchise, and I just thought it was a, a, not a very good movie. Mm. um And I'm sorry to lead everyone down who was like hoping for this like wave of nostalgia, like, "Oh my god, Marnie Piper was my idol when I was a kid." Like, no, you're not going to get it. Um, it's a dumb movie um and although i will concede spoilers for the rest of the podcast this is my least favorite one really yeah
2: interesting so i thought um it's a lot of simple fun it's it's it serves its purpose i thought i'd seen this when i was much younger um and the main thing i remember was i really loved benny who's the skeleton taxi driver This part of the film and he's this he's this puppet i guess or uh, animatronic maybe and what's interesting about him is that even though he's a skeleton he can like furrow his brow and it looks more like he's he has white pearly white skin you yeah. know on a on a skeleton than than actual skeleton itself and that i remember when we watched this me and my brother we would like draw we you know we'd make up stories all the time and for a long time after seeing this we'd draw like pictures of skeletons that could like frown and stuff you mm-hmm. know that it, where it looked like they had skin instead of um bone i guess um so that's one of the only things i remember about this this film the other thing i remember uh is also that this is where i learned that there is no name for the back of the knee uh because mm. that's that's a factoid that the nerdy little brother Dylan cranks out when they're trying to uh, distract a ghost so they can get it to sweat. Yeah.
1: Now, AJ, we've gone over the difference between fact and factoid on this podcast before.
2: Mm. Well, I don't know if, it's, if, if there is no name for the back of the knee. Should we look it up? So it could be a factoid.
0: Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place.
2: A fa- an unconfirmed fact was what a factoid was.
1: Uh, it's called the Popliteal Fossa.
2: Well, I guess it is a factoid then. Um, or just incorrect. I guess or, if it's proven um, wrong.
1: Uh, or sometimes referred to as the Hugh H O U G H. There's like eight different ways you can pronounce that. The mm. hof or the knee wow.
0: pit.
2: The knee-pit. The Neepit. Um, and uh, there's also um, there's also anecdote, which is, I've decided just now as an yeah. anecdote that maybe isn't that good of an anecdote.
1: <laughs> yeah. Um, do you know what there is no name for? Tell me. Your, um, cause you know, there, there's like, uh, or you have like cousins removed and things like that. Mm. There's no name for your half siblings of parent. Does that mean we can marry them? Yeah. Well, you are not related relate blood. Hell yeah. So if, if, if you're. If you share one parent, like if you if you and another person have the same dad but different mums, you you there's no word for your relationship between you and the other mum.
2: Half mum, a moo, <laughs> a moo and a dad. <laughs> um, did you find Halloween Town, the location in this film, to be somewhat familiar? Did it ring any bells? yes yes Mm -hmm. well okay that's good (laughs) so so halloween town in the film was filmed in a a little place called saint helens in oregon which uh they use because they absolutely go nuts on decorating for halloween each year but it's also been used as a shooting location for another film that we've covered on this podcast so that's pretty cool
1: yeah that'll be why it was familiar to me
2: do you know which one
1: halloween no not halloween (laughs) uh is it a horror franchise
2: um it is one that contains horror conventions but everyone would get mad if you called it a horror franchise
1: is it forks it is forks
2: from twilight yeah Yeah. so this is our second franchise to film in st helens oregon after the twilight saga that's really Um, interesting that's why it looks so familiar to me yeah there you go
1: like halloween town as an idea i don't have any problems with like it, it's a it's a cool idea it's very similar to nightmare before christmas essentially mm. that it's like a world which is based around a holiday and maybe it would have been cool to see Christmas Town or something mm. but um yeah i think the sequels kind of do more interesting things with it like mm. the first one feels a bit arrogant in the sense that it's like yeah it's halloween town like
0: like yeah, we don't need and, to do and it's,
1: with
2: it. it's one of those things where it's like I'm not really told in the world of the film that these aren't just people in costumes. Like you kind of are a little bit, yeah. but it's, it, they don't look good enough. that like, like they get transported It's not that they don't see magic happen. It's that they get transported to Halloween town and they're like, Oh my God, it's a pumpkin head. Oh my God, it's a goblin. And it's like, if I saw them in real life, I'd just be like, it's a man in a pumpkin head suit. Yeah, It's a man in a goblin suit. Um, and it's not until later that they see like transparent ghosts and, and things like that. Um, but before we get into uh, Halloween Town, 2, Richard, actually, one other thing I wanted to talk about is the um, the version of this on Disney Plus. It's it's either cropped in from um, uh, yeah. four, by, four three. by three, or it's was just shot weird because all the close-ups like cut off the people's chins, and <laughs> they'll be like staring. It's it's really bad cinematography, and I don't know if that's because of the um, the way it's been cropped in on Disney Plus, or if this just was always that way. I don't know if this actually was a four by three movie at any time, which would make sense considering it's a TV movie, but who knows.
1: Yeah. Um uh the yeah, speaking of the bad cinematography, um I um th- there's there's one it's, it's probably it's not necessarily cinematography is the issue, but there's a shot at the end of the film where um Debbie Reynolds is talking to her daughter, the the Marnie's mum, and So Debbie Reynolds is like off to the left and looking up at at the mum, and the mum is looking in the same direction, um, and like at eye level, and Mm. it's like who, like it, it, it comes off as really creepy because it looks like she's like possessed and just talking to the ether, Mm. um, but it's supposed to be they're supposed to be making eye contact, and it's like they just had no idea. Um, if you search Halloween Town aspect ratio, um. Someone, uh, when Disney Plus was, was brand new on the Disney Plus subreddit, said it's not just The Simpsons that's being screwed by the aspect ratio. I tried to watch Halloween Town tonight and had to stop within five minutes because every shot felt so claustrophobic
2: yeah it's a very claustrophobic looking film um so the simpsons got saved when is halloween town gonna get that option to revert back to it's how the artists originally intended it to look uh before we move on richard i've got some dumb imdb trivia for the first film um so this of course is when we go to imdb you go to the trivia section for different movies all the trivia is user submitted and some of it's just real fucking stupid um so here is a couple of pieces of dumb imdb trivia for halloween town According to Kimberly J. Brown, who plays Marnie, the flaming hairdryer Marnie accidentally picks up is actually real with real flames and there was no special effects involved. And look, that's cool that it was a real flaming hairdryer, but it says the hairdryer she picks up is real with real flames, which implies that she's just as amazed that the hairdryer is a real (laughs) hairdryer.
1: (laughs) Or that Um, like it's, it's the hairdryer's real with real flames, that it's like, they didn't rig it in any way. This is just straight off the shelf. <laughs> right, yeah, yeah um, just a
2: orga- authentic, authentic hairdryer, yeah, with flames But
1: technically, like, it's not a, it's not a visual effect. But having um a rigging a hairdryer to shoot flames is still a special effect. It's not computer
2: generated. But right, there you go. Uh, and another piece of dumb IMDb trivia: During an interview with the Baltimore media blog last month, uh Brown revealed that the character Benny, a hilarious talking skeleton that drove a taxi was a robot now originally i put that down because it's like is it's she's not a robot that, it's a skeleton yeah is she saying that it's a skeleton that the character is because it says the character was actually a robot <laughs> not that the the um, model was a robot but then also the fact that it says during an interview with the baltimore media blog last month so i don't know when you wrote this <laughs> don't yeah. write last month in your imdb trivia what if
1: the blog was called is called last month
2: It's not. It's called the Baltimore Media Blog.
1: Yeah, like it. it, Like presents. It's it's a it's a media blog from Baltimore called Last Month.
2: All right, I'll allow it. Halloween Town 2: Calabar's Revenge 2001 directed by Mary Lambert who directed Pit Cemetery 1 and 2 the original Pet Cemetery films um and she's directed a whole bunch of other stuff but her most recent film Richard was Mega Python Versus Gatoroid and for the Asylum in 2011 so. um uh, which very interesting that um like and it's a female director as well, which is less common. Um, so she directed a pretty well received pet cemetery Stephen King adaptation. Yeah. D- directed its sequel, then made Halloween Town Two and Mega Python versus Gatoroid. So I don't know if she considers that a, a lateral <laughs> career move or <laughs> whatever's going on there. But I I hope she's okay. I hope she's happy. Yeah. I looked her up. She's sixty nine. Nice. That's pretty fun. So, this doesn't have a Rotten Tomatoes score, but it does have a 62% audience score. So, 10% down from Halloween Town. Um, what is this movie about?
1: Okay, so this movie um, is about Calabar's revenge. Um, <laughs> uh, so, there's uh, this cute new boy um, mm. called Cal, whom Mani is uh, interested in. Um, and essentially, it turns out he's evil um he's calabar's son yeah um from the first film um and which is which is weird to put the his name in the title of the film
2: yeah it's it's a spoiler for the first film when you watch the first film knowing the second one's called calabar's revenge and you meet calabar you're like okay well he's not the bad guy he's clearly gonna get revenge at some point so yes i guess this is a twist um so it outright spoils the ending of the first film but calabar isn't even in calabar's revenge yeah they didn't need to call it calabar's revenge yeah
1: but um so his evil plot is so they, they go back to halloween town at one point and it's all like black and white and um it's and it's boring and, and everyone's yeah, here and it's supposed to be on. it's supposed to be this like uh satire on the um uh on the the mortal world um and then um the flip side of that, so he's he's essentially turning Halloween town into like this boring mortal world where no one's gonna have any powers. Uh, and then at the same time on the stroke of midnight on Halloween, everyone's gonna turn into their costumes in the real mm. world. Um yeah. and uh that this to me, I was like, that's that's a great idea for a Halloween town plot. Right like, like you, you introduce the idea the concept of Halloween town, that's that's obviously what you do with it.
2: Right. Well, interesting cuz I thought um you're right, in, in concept, it's a, it's a good idea. But the funniest part for me was that Cal, as you say, he curses all the humans at the Halloween dance in, in, on Earth mm-hmm. in the mortal world, so that they all turn into the monsters they're dressed up as. But because the budget for the series is so low, um, it just looks like they're all wearing slightly better costumes than they were before they were yeah. cursed. Yeah. <laughs> Which but, is really but, yeah, funny. Um,
1: and, and, you know, I was able to kind of, like, accept that that was going to happen. <laughs> um, but, yeah, I was like you you know like if you would pitch the idea of this film as a sequel to Halloween Town and you go like Halloween Town is sick of having to live in the shadows they want to be able to live in the mortal world and they're like mm. they're looked down on it's like Blade by, 1 yeah they're looked down on by the rest of the by the mortals and so the, the revenge plot um, of the bad guy is to bring them bring the mortal world down to yeah. their level as as they see it but then you know, they would learn a thing or two about acceptance at the end of it. Mm. Um yeah, I I I I I thought this was a step up from the first one, while still not very good. I like I really, really liked the idea of it. Um uh, I guess enough, so. That was enough to get some goodwill from me.
2: As a as a twenty seven year old man, the first film was about how long I'm willing to give this concept though. So like this one, if I'd watched this one first, maybe I'd agree, but because mm. by the end of the first one I was like, I'm 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 over this i don't know if i was able to give it the same goodwill i did note though that i thought it was pretty good sequeling that it's like marnie is trying to now save halloween town from this curse of them becoming all gray and stuff so Mm. that's cool yeah like
1: Um, on on paper it does a lot of things right yeah like the the sequeling the titling is is stupid but yeah it's it's you've got she has a sense, of, a sense of ownership and she's like kind of heralded as like a
2: bit of a hero in halloween town at this point yeah. um and yeah I, yeah um did you like how dylan uh really quickly ditches his culturally appropriating sombrero before he turns into a real mexican <laughs> um and for sophie sophie for some reason is is dressed as a real cowboy but doesn't change when everyone else changes Wow. Wonder why that is? That because she's a witch, but she's but already a Gwen, cowboy. Gwen's a witch, and she still changed. Well, anyway, I hadn't seen this film before, um and there's this really long scene where they're just like in a in some guy's room, <laughs> and he's sorting socks, and this is this is someone who's been cursed to be grey instead of this goblin mm. character they were, and it involves time travel, and there's a whole bunch of stuff that happens. There's a the big part of this movie is that they work out that the magic word to turn everyone back from grey to normal is to say trapper. Um, trapper which is apart backwards and i was like what is th- what what are you talking about where is this coming from <laughs> i thought that was very strange it didn't feel like it had any like um reason to be apart backwards like yeah, the like word how, apart like was not... movie
1: enola holmes
2: R- what happens in that well
1: her name is alone backwards i haven't seen the movie but apparently oh. that's a part of it
2: <laughs> it's part of it. Okay, interesting. But yeah, like why, why? If it was like something like um, I don't know, color. The word color backwards. Then it's like right because it brings color back to them. Yeah. What's color backwards? Rolock. Rolock. Um, Rolock's dope. It should have been Rolock. <laughs> but yeah, it's trapper because that's a part backwards. But what what significance to the spell does the word apart have? Um, uh, I'm
1: asking you, Richard oh god oh, it's <laughs> been so
2: long since I wrote it um <laughs> uh, do you what do you have any other observations or things you want to talk about with this film um I think it's pretty
1: cute that uh at the moment um 19 years after this film came out that the
2: actress who plays
1: Marnie is dating the actor
2: who played Cal yeah she has a few love interests over the course of the four films and the one she's actually with is like the one who's like irrevocably evil by the (laughs) end of the film um dumb imdb trivia apparently according to imdb this film had a much darker tone than the rest of the series it's like that doesn't that feels subjective i didn't i clearly didn't notice that it was a darker tone the stakes
1: were probably high it's very um halloween three season of the witchian in some ways Uh, Like the masks being bonded to your face. Mm.
2: Right. That's true. Um, And some dumb IMDB trivia for the next film, Halloween Town High. Uh, As the previous installment received criticism about being too dark in tone, this one was made to be more family-friendly. Which is like I didn't pick up on any of the stuff. <laughs> I didn't pick up that Halloween Town Two was darker, nor that Halloween Town High was more family friendly. But Halloween Town High came out in two thousand four and was directed by Mark A. Z. Dippe. <laughs> Mark crazy, <laughs> um, and he directed the nineteen ninety seven Spawn film. Um oh, yeah. he also directed Frankenfish, which I think is another asylum film. Uh plus three count 'em, three Garfield movies. <laughs> <laughs> and he also directed The Reef, High Tide. The, the Reef 2, sorry. High oh, Tide. Do yeah. you know about the Reef? Uh, like the, yeah, yeah. It's not it's not so much like the Pepsi version of Finding Nemo as it is the Pepsi version of Shark Tale. <laughs> yeah, because the film's actually the film it's a
1: sequel to is actually called Shark Bite. Really? Yeah.
2: That's funny. Um, so yeah, Mark A. Z. Dippé joins the the directing um, alumni of Halloween Town for having very strange and untraceable careers. You know well not untraceable, but like you don't go oh well, this is a Mark A. Z. Dippé film. Yeah, I can't wait to see. Uh... Unless it's the third animated Garfield film, and then maybe you would say that. Yeah,
1: I can't wait to see what the uh, what the film holds in terms of directorial talents. Hmm. So it's a couple of years after the the last film and uh Marnie sets up a student exchange program between uh her Virgin Mortal school and the Chad Halloween Town High. <laughs> and the she gets so the bunch of new students she gets and uh, you got like there's like a a warlock and a troll and an oh but they all look like normal human beings. Uh one of which is played by Ryan from High School Musical and another one is played by Kelsey from Oscar Musical. Mm. Um, so it was really cool to see them. Um, and then what's the actual like um fucking stakes the, in this film again? The
2: mythology is that there she makes a deal with the Halloween town like elders that if she can successfully merge the worlds of humans and and Halloween town monsters so that everyone can get along, then they'll get to stay in the and you know, people will get to cross over. Um But if she fails, she'll lose her witch powers. That's the bet that she makes. Um, And then uh, there's also like these knights, these like legendary knights, which we're probably not going to talk about them. So I don't know if I need to outline their mythology exactly, but they're like, they're trying to sabotage Marnie's goal. Um, And it's also worth noting that about halfway through the film, the elders are like this isn't working we give up and then one of them's like listen you can keep your powers we just want out and it's like "Marnie, why would you not take that deal (laughs)
0: like
2: it's a bad it was a bad plot beat it's bad storytelling to halfway through the story go this we can we can take away the high stakes (laughs) yeah 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 (laughs) um but yeah fair enough anyway this film doesn't have a rotten tomato score but it does have a 65 percent audience score uh, which is two three more than halloween town 2 and um about seven less than the first film audience score wise (laughs) what did you think of halloween town high did you like this one more than the last two what's the deal Um,
1: more than the first one not as much as the second
2: one this should have just been
1: a backdoor pilot for a tv show right like i Mm. I don't get why you would make a film called halloween town high and then not like Make a TV show out of it.
2: (laughs) Well, I mean, maybe it's just not what they wanted to do, but it does feel like it's a good idea for a TV show, I guess. Yeah. yeah. This is the one I feel like I have the most to talk about, strangely enough. Interesting. Um, i think that it's 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 the most interesting film of the four because for a lot of it it feels like it's going to avoid the sort of incomplete and not entirely accurate parallels to like racial discrimination which feel like like you know it's about like foreign exchange students turning up to a school and trying to make sure that everyone can get along and for a while i was like man they're really not going to touch on these obvious parallels uh but then they jump right in and be like yep that's what the movie's about it's about racial tolerance um, and in the end of the movie they actually solve racism richard uh by proving that a shockingly small sample size of humans are able to grow and understand and respect supernatural humanoids um and this happens just after those humanoids could and nearly did kill them all <laughs> Because, yeah. because it ends up being that the elders themselves Well, the, the the lead elder is the knight and he's trying to sabotage them and and so at the halloween town well at the halloween fair at that the, the school puts on like a giant skeleton gets loose and starts terrorizing the school um and after that a bunch of humans are all all like you know what he may be a werewolf but he's a damn good quarterback um so i forgive him <laughs> um and it's one of those disturbing racial parallels that like X Men do and um Zootopia do where it's like, Okay, but in these worlds the it's you like know, there's the, actually reason to be racist. There's what well, maybe racist there's reason to be scared of a lion if you're a sheep, and there's reason to be scared of a mutant that can destroy you in one click of their fingers, mm. um, you know as when when in real life there's no reason why you should be scared of someone from another race um so it's like this this half-assed racial parallel that has more um problematic implications than um than good ones uh but look i've got something i need to say about this film richard okay (laughs) something else i don't want to say that i particularly liked any of these films right yeah um but at the very least i felt this weird satisfaction of seeing marnie's story develop this way right like it feels like a weirdly um organic character arc across the first three films she goes from a nobody to a witch and then she saves halloween town and now she's a a, ambassador for halloween town right um and it's good sequeling because we're seeing a character develop and slowly take control of what of you know, the 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 kind of crux of the film. And rarely do we see a third film in a series which has a character arc continue this well. Yeah. Um Halloween Town, Richard, should have been used as a blueprint for Finn in Star Wars. <laughs> right because it's Mm. a nobody who becomes part of a community saves that community and then becomes an activist for that community (laughs) right so so a lot of people were pointing out one of the biggest problems with the rise of skywalker is that finn doesn't do anything whereas Almost immediately, people were like, "Obviously, Finn and the Rise of Skywalker should have led a stormtrooper coup d'état." Yeah, but instead, right?
1: he's like, he's shooting his, his stormtroopers down and going, "Woo!"
2: Yeah, <laughs> you know, because he's he's a dissenting stormtrooper. Mm. Then in the second one, and in, in the Last Jedi, he's it's sort of his story arc is sort of like he learns that there's a bigger world than just him. Escaping, you know, like he learns that that how how much war is is destroying the galaxy, and then the natural progression from that should be he then leads a stormtrooper rebellion, but that doesn't happen. But that does happen in in Halloween Town (laughs) with with Marnie, right? Do you agree? It's like she becomes a witch. Yeah. Then she saves the town that she's now, you know, been adopted by, and then she becomes someone who's who's an activist for that. Yeah.
1: Period. Well, as far as like third parts go, I probably prefer this to Rise of Skywalker.
2: Well, it's it's like, and well, Rise of Skywalker is a, a weird example because it's just a bad movie anyway. But like the this these are not good movies. But if you can look at the 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 art of sequeling separate from the quality of the movie. The first three are pretty good sequels. Like they're they're pretty, you know, pretty good character progression. And maybe it's because there's so much TV show DNA in them that it's Mm. just like they're basically just episodes of a TV show, which you know tend to be more prepared to grow characters and change Um, characters.
1: Also, as well, it's um, some randomly placed useless statistics. Tell me, uh, this is our second franchise to um, use. Uh, for a sequel titling scheme to use the name of the franchise and then make it into like an educational institute after mm. Monsters University.
2: Wow, there you go. And it is essentially Monsters University. Um, mm. I've written down... Oh, I should have looked this up again. There's, I wrote these a really funny scene and then I wrote next to it, look this up before you talk about it on pod. Uh, right <laughs> next to it but it's when they're i'll try to figure it out because i couldn't remember when i wrote it down but they're in like the mall and they're in disguise and some human bullies like stand up to them because they they see like a halloween merch store and they're like oh they're just making fun of us they just you know they think we're scary and this sort of thing um and then they they stand up to these bullies And one of the characters is like, well, maybe you should be nice to goblins and know that goblins aren't all just these sniveling creatures. And it's the the characters in the world of the film treat this as a really sincere character moment. But I think the film could have benefited from being more self-aware because that would be such a funny scene. To see someone telling a person who doesn't believe in monsters that we need to be more tolerant and nice to monsters. Yeah, think- like, like actually imagine if someone
1: just yeah. said that to you in real life. You have no reason. It's not even just not believing in monsters. It's having absolutely you don't no think reason about to believe <laughs> that they're not real. Yeah yeah yeah, they, they are real
2: <laughs> <laughs> and it's just it's like if the scene had been played if the scene wasn't like the office it would be like that right like it'd be like someone this earnest defense of this creature that you've never thought about even being real since you were like a little baby yeah <laughs> so i thought that could have been funny but unfortunately uh it wasn't funny um so there you go do they do they even go to halloween town in this one
1: uh i think we see it at some point shortly
2: i wonder if that's why the fourth one was returned to halloween town because right yeah yeah we don't actually see them go to halloween town in this um do you have any more thoughts on halloween town high
1: uh no no god we're fucking well, powering through this this is what, what is this 2016
2: it's because they're decoms dude what yeah. else do we have to say about them all right so return to halloween town 2006 directed by david jackson mm-hmm. it has no rotten tomatoes score but it does have a 62 percent David score. jackson
1: not have a hilarious career
2: he has a career but it's not very funny <laughs> i didn't recognize anything he'd done um yeah. and so but he still has a lot of stuff so i guess that's that plays into it but as well return to halloween town you know is, is very much the um the black sheep of the four I think.
1: yeah it's the uh the david jackson of the...
2: it's the david jackson of the halloween town series um uh, what is return to halloween town about
1: um so a new and improved marnie um decides <laughs> to she's recasting in this film um whether or not she's improved is up as is, is in the eye of the beholder um so yeah this film it's all about um she's now going to the halloween town university um and essentially because of the events of halloween town high um the mortals and witches are both like allowed to go to each other's schools and um people with with, uh, supernatural powers aren't allowed to use them at either school because it wouldn't be fair um and then so now Marnie's going to uni, but then um there's like the click of the popular girls who keep using magic to like screw her over and stuff like that. But then there's this like ancient prophecy, um, about like unlimited power. And then where she travels back in time and meets her grandma, <laughs> who's played by her. Um yeah because debbie reynolds isn't really in this film that much like it's clearly she did
2: her stuff in one day in front of a green screen she she was originally not returning and then they recast her and then she was like oh no i can do it but they'd already like downplayed the role because of the recast so then mm-hmm. they didn't upplay it again because she had come back to the project
1: interesting yeah um but yeah so it ends with like them sealing away this this gift of um yeah of uh yeah it's like a it's like an
2: amulet that um can compel anyone it's wearer tells tells them you know get them to do whatever they want so if you if you wore this amulet and you were like give me your pudding i would have to give you my pudding
1: yeah but and and also it's it it, it toys with the like absolute power corrupts absolutely kind of thing Mm. of like there's no way to use this for good
2: yes yeah Yeah.
1: which is interesting because it's such a it's such a villainous superpower
2: yeah yeah um and then she doesn't even destroy it at the end at the end so she she makes it look like they destroy it at the end and then um dylan is talking to their mum gwen later on and she's like and he's like do you really think marnie would destroy the amulet like a priceless cromwell family amulet and the mum's like, hmm, it seems like Marnie would do something more interesting with it. And I was like, why does it seem like that? That's the, <laughs> that's the worst line of dialogue in this whole series. And the lady who plays Gwen um, was probably one of the better actresses in the series and she really sells it. But I was just like, it feels like it was like, and knowing Marnie, she would do something more interesting with it. Mm. It's like, I have no reason to believe Marnie would do something more interesting with it she would just destroy it what are you talking about but anyway <laughs> she hides it in a book that dylan finds in the last scene and then he puts it away in a bookshelf and it's like okay well that
1: well that's clearly setting up a sequel
2: yeah where's my halloween town five um look i i think this is probably the worst one but i also didn't really care um yeah <laughs> people that's the thing. Like... <laughs> uh,
1: uh, yeah i was I, I i quite liked the new Marnie, and Ooh, she was controversial to, like, to get you know, get me going, get me through.
2: Mm-hmm. Okay, because people people act like this one is some big fall from grace. Like, yeah, um, like
1: this is the one that's like, oh, good thing they they never made a fourth Halloween Town film. Yeah,
2: which is like, oh my god, I hate when people do that with good franchises. And
1: what when people when people do that with like the Matrix and,
2: and shit like that? There was like, an Indiana Jones four. It's fine. We can move on. Yeah. Um, and you know, obviously, people think this because uh sophie is off screen training to be a witch for the whole movie sure um no i'm kidding but sophie is not in this movie interesting enough she um retired from acting um and our dumb piece of imdb trivia for return to halloween town lets us know that after halloween time after halloween town high emily rosk who plays sophie retired from acting emily's family eventually moved to surprise arizona which i presume is a town in arizona and not being like
0: (laughs) (laughs) <laughs>
1: move
2: to surprise arizona, that is a city in arizona. <laughs> so that's pretty funny that's um you funny. look her up on imdb and she has no credits after halloween town high which is pretty cool well no, i don't know if it's cool but it's interesting it's very um, cool but yeah, Marnie recast. But why, Richard? Why would they recast Marnie? The Kimberly J. Brown did such a great job. And Sarah Paxton gives it her all, but she's just not she's just not my Marnie. She's not my Marnie. Not my Marnie. Yeah. Um, all the other cast members return except for Sophie um, for their roles. So, like the guy who plays Dylan is back. Gwen, the guy who plays, the lady who plays Gwen is back. You know, like um, Lucas Grabeel is back. The the um, uh, uh, what's his name again? <laughs> Ryan from High School Musical. <laughs> yeah. He's back. Um, but Marnie was replaced in this film by Sarah Paxton. Early reports of of like why this happened there was a rumor that brown was filming a movie called big bad wolf Uh, but apparently this just isn't true like the the productions did not cross over um and so that's not really the reason why she wasn't asked to come back um some people on the discord uh, on our discord they were saying that it was uh because she was recast because the actress had gained some weight but I couldn't really find this reported anywhere. I, I had to actually Google recast Marnie actress gained weight Halloween Town to find anything, and even then it was just like a comment on a forum. Right. Um, so as far as I know, there is just no un- there is no told reason why she was yeah. recast. Apparently,
1: she was never told. There's an interview with her where she says yeah, she yeah. never found out. But um, if you go on Kimberly J Brown's IMDb page, you know how like on the the side it has user lists and it will tell you like lists that users have made that um feature either that actor or that film Mm. um the top one that she is in is a list called actresses who need to go nude um (laughs) where she ranks number 29 um demi lovato is number one uh, wow
2: that is a relic from a different time um so this Sounds was
1: made in the list was made in 2014 which yeah. she was just coming off the back of i guess she's in low winter sun um and that was in 2013 <laughs> um but yeah that's interesting <laughs> do you
2: want to know that's who one. else is on the list who else
1: uh emma watson jennifer lawrence shailene woodley kaylee Kuuko, chloe bridges Jennifer Aniston, Lauren Graham, Emma Stone, Miranda Cosgrove, Jeanette McCurdy, Anna Popplewell, Georgie Henley, Mila Kunis, Ashley Tisdale, Selena Gomez, Karen Gillan, Billy Piper. Billy Piper's done a lot of nude scenes. Um, yeah, I was gonna say, it's like great... she's, she's not a, a, a Billy Piper actress. Secret Diary of a Call girl. Like, um, <laughs> I've
2: got some great news for some of the people. Yeah, Stacy Farber,
1: Bridget Mendler, Rachel McAdams, Jennifer Garner, Tina Fey, Amy Poehler, Christine Applegate. Jill Tina Fey State,
2: and Amy Poehler, they're Melissa like Melissa Joan
1: Hart, Taylor Swift. Uh, this is and this is just Kreme every
2: female actress. <laughs> yeah. Well, they clearly
1: have a type. They clearly there's there's shows that you can clearly tell that they're into.
2: I like I like Tina Fey and Amy Poehler. Look, um, I, know
1: I like Naked Woman as much as Nick and is. and I
2: like Naked Woman, but Tina Fey and Amy Poehler aren't the t- aren't the kind of actress that I'm like really they, they need forward. in all caps to go nude <laughs> exactly like no one needs to unless it's right for the film you know whatever they want to do but i i would never have thought that people were clamoring for an amy poland nude scene um not that she's ugly either but anyway what a fun little <laughs> hole i dug myself um <laughs> the yeah so we don't know why um why she left but she did leave and um that's about all i have to say about return to halloween town there's more time travel in this one um there's um um yeah there's there's very there's not as much fantastical elements i i tried to take a really funny photos for the our instagram yeah. um of all four films and the fourth one i real struggled with cuz just there's no like wacky monsters like like oh, ogre with the, the snot troll <laughs> Yeah, there's snot troll, but you can't really make out the snot when you're taking a photo of a TV, you know. Yeah. Um played by Christopher Miller, but I don't know if it's Christopher Miller who directed Shrek 3 or Christopher Miller from Phil Lord and Chris Miller <laughs> or I some other third
1: up. Chris Miller who's different.
2: Yeah. Yeah, it's one of them. <laughs> um cool. So, Richard um continue the franchise if we were going Whoa. to continue this franchise if we were going to make more halloween town movies let's talk about what we would do there uh but before we do that let's talk about this instead um usually a series of decoms that has been left to gather dust since 2006 wouldn't have much in the way of modern continuations you know what i mean yeah. like it's it's not really something that people are are clamoring to pick back up again but it is worth noting that three episodes of disney channel's uh, minute-long interstitial show chibi tiny tales um have featured the halloween town mythos the first being a minute-long retelling of the first film animated in a chibi art style you know chibi where it's like big heads on cartoon oh, bodies, oh yeah, 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 um, and there's two more about Marnie getting a haircut, and one about her going on a date with Luke the Troll, and um, they all came out this year, um <laughs> and you can watch them on YouTube, and I probably enjoyed them more than the actual films. There's <laughs> these cute, there's no talking in it, so it's just like really quick, like slick animation, and it's fun, I guess. Oh, these are fantastic. Hmm very easy film franchise follow-ups if we're ever stuck with one. <laughs> um creator of the series sherry singer has also said that while there are no plans for a fifth film she would like to do either a musical or a prequel um and that so you know feels like all roads lead there eventually mm. um and also the original actress kimberly j brown um you said you said she's married to the to cal oh, from she's, the second
1: she's film i don't know if they're married but they're together
2: oh they're together um And she has a TikTok, you said. Yep, she's got TikTok. She's got a YouTube channel, um, where she does comedy sketches. Uh, And she only has like thirty k subscribers, and that's absolutely an approachable level where we could probably get an interview her with her and (laughs) ask her for what must be the millionth time why she was recast. (laughs) Wow! So that's that's all that's in the way of the future we could probably get both
1: of them to a double interview with um kimberly Jay brown and daniel counts
2: Mm, let's do it um cool okay so what is your continue the franchise for halloween town um
1: well i think like return to halloween town should have been made like this year right like and so because you recast i kind of same fucking thing with the godfather it's just i'll like, just try it again just make <laughs> return to halloween town 2020 get kimberly j brown back um but yeah like the idea of like somehow she's been away from this world for so long and she goes back into it. maybe like obviously it wouldn't be like a witch university plot but it would be I like i like the idea of revolving around something that offers like too much power um and Marnie having been like some kind of chosen one um yeah like like she's the one that's destined to save it and it's like it's like coming back to like your hometown when you've moved away and like everything's changed it's all been gentrified um yeah. and yeah like like seeing that and and because the 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 worlds had kind of mixed somewhat in the sense that like um you know the they were allowed to teach each other's skills, but no one was allowed to use magic. That, like, obviously, there's going to be a little bit of Halloween Town Um mm. and so Halloween Town still exists, but it's yeah, it's going to be gentrified. It's going to be all colonized. The, the the mortals will have moved in and and made it like the mortal realm, and so it will be about this like, wow, I didn't I didn't realize how like watered down Halloween town has got. Let's throw like a, a big Halloween town, Halloween bash and Mm. return Halloween town to its roots.
2: Nice. Very cool. Uh, My continue the franchise is called Halloween town um and michael myers has turned up to halloween town richard and he's just (laughs) indiscriminately killing all the pumpkin heads all the um all the vampires all the goths the goths (laughs) the goblins (laughs) um and that's that's the fun joke that i came up with for the i also came up with um halloween town town which is a town that's based off the movie halloween town (laughs) nice um and um I thought with, with the Michael Myers idea, it could also be Halloween Town in the sense that you go to Halloween Town and like everyone is either a Michael Myers or a Laurie Strode. Or, or like, a Mike Myers. Or a Mike Myers. Excellent <laughs> stuff. That is my continuing the franchise. Richard, let's uh, rank that franchise, select the next franchise, and get out of here early. Go get some beers. <laughs> <laughs> so on our letterboxed we have a a list where we rank all the franchises and it's time to add halloween town to that list um so i'm going to add the the first film which will represent the whole series um and there we go all right now any ideas any immediate places you think we should rank halloween town uh what's it out of 117 uh 117 you reckon it's worse than dungeons and dragons No, it was not
1: at all um let me just pull up the ranking it's definitely going down the bottom somewhere
2: all right i'm thinking around the big fat liar bring it on 300 area <laughs> oh yeah what do you think that's uh, 106 to 109
1: or 108 um poor. looking at the yeah 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 um although looking at like what's uh, like around 100 there's a few ones like bad moms and boondock saints that it's like i might like these more than
2: those nah they're way more accessible and way more like palatable though like bad mums is like i would happily sit in a room with bad mums on the tv
1: well i would love to watch halloween town with someone who grew up with it right um yeah let's put it between a cinderella story and cats and dogs
2: okay so that's 103 then yeah all right the 103rd best franchise we've watched um, which is fe- which is a very generous of way of saying it's like what the fifteenth worst fun when we've <laughs> launched. <laughs> um kill cool. so there it is, you can check that out on our letterbox. There's a there'll be a link to that in the show notes, as there always is, but I don't know if I've ever actually acknowledged that. Uh and Richard, if we go to our Patreon, this is a very confusing um poll this week. So every second franchise we do um is voted on by our patrons um but this this got a bit complicated um because we put up the poll and then we were like oh wait this will be for halloween this was a month ago and so we put that poll on hold and put up another poll for a spooky franchise which is how we got blade um and so the old uh poll we closed it um, and we suggested, we, we took our suggestion from that, which is the one I think we're going to go with. But if you go and look at it now, the winning result is now not the winning result. We can because...
1: just delete the poll. No one can, no one can fact check us.
2: <laughs> um, and so we control we gonna... the
1: media. <laughs>
2: <laughs> so we're doing, um, what do you think the next, you know what it is. What's the next franchise we're doing? Do you want to give me a clue. Um, it starts with the word ocean. Uh, ocean Eyes by Billy Eilish. It's Ocean Eyes by Billy Eilish. The first time we're doing a song for film practice. <laughs> <really nice.
1: laughs> uh, Very good.
2: We're doing <laughs> the Oceans series, which consists of oceans eleven, uh, Oceans 11, Oceans 12, Oceans 13, and I Know What You're Thinking... Ocean's 8. Mm-hmm. Um, and so that is what we're going to be doing the next franchise, um, which will mean that the franchise we do after that one, Richard, the first film will be our 500th film that we've watched for film franchise Fortnights, And I think that's pretty special.
1: Yeah. And so we're currently deciding, because it'll be one that's randomly chosen, it won't be a Patreon suggestion. Um we're trying currently trying to decide like do we make it something real funny or do we go for like a good one or do we just like do it randomly and hope for the best so i guess Mm. tune in next fortnight to hear what we ended up doing
2: the decision we made yeah and hey if you want to if you want to add your two cents to this idea you can actually get on the discord that's the best way to contact us and mm. um, there's a link to the discord in the show notes below um along with links to our facebook our instagram our youtube our twitter um all the different social medias that we're on you can also email us at media at gmail.com and you can uh if you feel like you like this show enough to give us money you can donate at patreon.com Slash Cole Popshire, but Richard, I think that's that's the end of the show. That's the end of Halloween. That's the end of Halloween month for film franchise for nights. Yeah, for the Cole Popshire podcast. Spooktober is over. It's time to return to the land of the living. Um, and as we do, let's listen as this music fades out into our ob- obligatory post-credit scene at the end of each episode. Richard, any more final thoughts on Halloween Town before we? No, oh, stop out?
1: asking me that.
2: Okay. I'm sorry. Yakshimash. <laughs> <laughs> How- <laughs> Yakshimash. Welcome to the The Post Credit Scene. <laughs> I like you. All right. Oh my god. Oh my god. Borat impressions are back, dude. Oh I, my god. I, it's like I was made for this, dude.
1: <laughs> twenty twenty hasn't been that bad after all.
2: <laughs> it's been worth it for Borat yeah. too.
1: I'll let uh, two hundred thousand Americans die before I stop doing Borat impressions. <laughs>
2: Uh, oh, i shouldn't have laughed so hard at that joke but there you go um this is the kind of um taboo content you get in the post credit mm. scene it's crazy uh, which- like
1: like do you think people are going to listen to this in a couple of years and be like because in, in borat too there's a bit where mike pence says like america only has had 15 cases of coronavirus and it's like clearly you know recorded a very long time ago and was probably fucking bullshit at the time but that people will listen to this and be like wow when they were recording this there was only 200,000. that's insane yeah
2: yeah, yeah. Yeah, I hope so, Richard. <laughs> no, I don't, <laughs> don't hope so. Um, so this is our post-credit scene, which is every at the end of every episode, we get a little game or a question or whatever from a patron over at patreon.com slash If you donate $5 or more, you get to submit one of these. Um, and this question today comes to us from Brent Taylor, who asks the question... Would you rather, quote, make it big, unquote, with cold pop shit or something more traditional like sell a film, script, directing, become the new Zac Efron?
1: Um, I would what, do anything. an appropriate anything. question
2: after doing a, another decom that isn't high yeah. school
1: musical. Uh, if I could become the new Zac Efron, God, I would give anything. <laughs> um, just like, even not even to get famous, just to be that fucking hot and have that body. Um mm. Yeah, I don't know. I know you're kind of more leaning towards Cole Popshire probably,
2: aren't you? I mean, it certainly feels more... Um, Achievable. Do, doable, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. To, to actually... I would, I would like to do both, though. Yeah. I would think that if I made it big doing a film, I could probably dovetail that into Cole Popshire.
1: Mm, like David S. Sandberg does with Pony Smasher. Exactly. Exactly. Um, yeah, I think I, I think I would rather do something more traditional um film scripts directing and and whatnot but then i don't know there's there's a very kind of there, there's a um an intimacy to to the making it big with cold pop sure it feels like we're mm. you know if we were like fucking huge biggest like that like if the discord like half of all of hu- all of hu- the human race was on the discord um it would, it's still like a oh yeah i get to interact with these people whereas i feel like you know if you become a famous director, that's kind of like you lose that a bit.
2: And when you're a film critic, as Cole Pop should, you know, I guess is, um, it's like- A lot less um, stressful. It's like you can make fun of people and you can, you can be honest. Whereas like, you know, how many celebrities have you seen have to like lie through their teeth about whether or not they liked a movie that they clearly didn't like, you know? Like mm. I feel like so much of my character is based in- being in touch with who I am and what I truly think about things. That to be famous enough to be have to not say bad things about certain things would be Yeah, I mean I've had that stifling. on Cole
1: Popshire where mm-hmm. I I've went to badmouth someone and AJ's like, I oh, probably shouldn't do that. <laughs>
2: um Yeah, it was Brent Taylor, the yeah, guy. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> just kidding, Brent. Don't worry. Um, oh yeah, you're like, oh dude, he's asking the
1: question. <laughs> <laughs> it was only like a minute ago. <laughs>
2: <laughs> um, so there you go. I think it, to answer your question, Brent, I think it's a bit of both. um I it just feels like coal publisher is more likely to be big than yeah. me selling a film script or anything like that at this stage.
1: Yeah, I'm sure you. I'm sure you can sell. I'm sure we could both sell film scripts and or direct not become the news zek everyone
2: i reckon we we will never sell a film script richard and i reckon carl popshaw will never get big uh
1: yeah I, I agree